Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about uh, Snow White with the red hair, which was my choice for this week. Not a bad choice. Thank you. But before that, we were actually talking about Google Glass, HoloLens, what happened to them, and when, you know, ask, asking when we're actually going to get a consumer grade version, and talking about how we tend to go on weird tangents simply because we can. All right. Well, this, uh, this week was uh, my choice. Well, let me rephrase it. Not my choice. It was my wife's choice. She wanted to revisit it, so that's what we're doing. And, <laughs> and it uh, aired in July 2015, ran all the way through September 2015. Uh, the producers for it are uh, Warner Brothers Japan, Foxworks, Showgate, and the studio for it is Bones. Its source is a manga, and the genres for it are fantasy, romance, genre, uh, drama, and shoujo. And it's uh, 12 episodes long. You know, it felt emotionally speaking, more like a slice of life than any than a shoujo. But I can see why it wasn't qualified as a slice of life. We actually had this conversation a little bit ago because I was like, are you sure? And then you, you actually explained what a slice of life was and what qualifies for a slice of life at least. And yeah, it's it's emotionally harder hitting than I was expecting if you pay attention and if you become invested in the characters, thankfully no one dies, but it's, it's more of a feel good. Um, well, no one dies that I know of, I should say. Um, but it's more of a feel good thing rather than a, um, tear jerk and she's got cancer kind of your lion April thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or whatever she actually had. Who knows? Seriously though, it, it it's annoying. It's so annoying because I watched it again, cried all over again, and I still can't identify what she has. Yeah. So either way, we're not we're not talking about that right there. That's just gonna upset me more. <laughs> Snow White with the red hair. Now I do have a theory. Yes. So we follow this this woman who her, in my opinion, only attribute is the fact that she has startlingly red hair. Yes. Um, that is she, that is the primary reason she is targeted by or sought after by a lot of people because of that. It's, you know, exotic in a matter of speaking. But she doesn't really have too much beyond that going for her. She's a very slight herbologist. Um, and it does help progress certain stories, certain, certain portions of the story along. But I, I'm going to fall back to the... It, she's got red hair and everything else is circumstance. Um, and she's a very bland character originally, at least. So to just jump ahead just a little bit. She meets a, a prince from a, a neighboring country with white hair. Yeah. 
my theory, and I know it's wrong, but it, it's funny to me, so I'd like to say it, but my theory is that the white-haired prince is actually Snow White. And instead of it being Snow White with the red hair, it's Snow White, comma, with the red-haired person. Because she's been labeled as, like, she, her nickname or her, 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 when people call her, they call her Red. Yeah. Or uh, Red Riding Hood, or not Red Riding Hood. Um, well, to help, let me help clarify. Her name means Snow White. Oh. We're going to pretend you didn't say it and go on with my theory. <laughs> <laughs> so her name means Snow White. That kind of... Makes more sense? No, shoots my theory in the foot. So... That's frustrating. Okay. You're welcome. No, no, that's not a you're welcome type situation. Yes, it is. It is a you're welcome because it brings clarity and my stretch. I was stretching real far with that. You think I? Uh, you think I was about to start running for a marathon? But uh, she doesn't really have red, like Snow White vibes. She doesn't really talk to animals, um, except for <laughs> thankfully. No, I mean, there, it's, there it's not a matter of. Of it being a direct correlation or anything like that to to the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's just her name is Snow White, or or if you want to get technical, it's White Snow uh, for her name in the translation of it. And it's she has red hair. So they're saying her name with the red hair because the hair is, I feel like, a very identifying and clarifying attribute in that. No one else that you have seen and it is commented Yet. has this kind of hair. Yeah. And I don't know if it's alluring. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know. Cause her parents were supposedly had, she was sorry. She said her grandparents who raised her had brown hair. So I don't, I don't know where the red hair comes from. We don't know who her parents are yet, at least. And it, they, it, I don't know. It just seems, I mean, it's one of those things that if you were to play a game of spot, the protagonist, you know, bright red hair that is different from everyone else. You see blonde, you see brown, you don't really see black too much, but hers is the only one that in a crowd just there she is. Well, there they are. That kind of thing. I mean, like they, I think they have a pretty powerful contrast of hair. So you have, um, Obi, who has black hair, you have Zen, the prince, who has white, uh, Shiryuki, who has red, and then you have Kiki with blonde, and then you have uh, Mitsuhide with like a green, blue, purplish, whatever mixture hair color. I always thought it was like a gray green tint. Well, uh, it's like that, but then the hair that was below it kind of like sometimes looked a little purple to me every once in a while, depending on the scene. And then you had Ryu, which was like a wayside character who had brown hair and everyone else had brown or blonde or or black hair. Didn't see too many bald people there. No, everyone had great hair, dude. Yeah. So like I'm not I'm not jealous of the hairline or whatnot, but I'm a little jealous that everyone's got a good hairline. <laughs> right? Widow's peaks at fifteen, so not not quite that extreme, but I feel you. It's in, all right. In my head. In my head, I feel like it was all good, man. No worries. No worries. I I don't know. I, I felt like the story flowed really well. Uh, and it was a story about 
basically about her and Zen and kind of like more so the trials of or not trials, but the dynamics more so of their relationship than anything else. You know, I would say that if you were trying to say this delicately enough that I'm not going to offend some people, but I'll try. Um, I'll, I'll just blurt it out like I normally do and I'll explain it afterwards, but you know how the dating scene now is very service level. It's very much a, if we don't get along the first date, there's not going to be a second. Or if we don't get along with the first 10 minutes, I'm going to pretend to go to the bathroom and leave kind of thing. Whereas you're, you're you're talking to a guy who hasn't been in the dating scene in over a (laughs) decade, man. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, it's the stuff I've witnessed and stuff I've done. So like, thank God you've you been out of the dating scene for shallow, shallow bastard. Oh no, dude. <laughs> I've suffered my way for the, for the, for, for just the point of being nice. And it, it is no, <laughs> no, I have, there was a, so there was a situation ship I was in that should have ended five minutes into it, like. But either way, so when I'm looking at it, this story goes way back into the medieval times of courting someone. Oh yes, like, and it's it almost feels like. Whereas now, if you were to meet someone and there's not an instant something, you move on. Back then, it feels like. You, you you use what you were dealt and granted Zen is a prince. So he's kind of got a leg up on the competition, but you also have people like Obi you who really doesn't show an interest overtly, but I've got a feeling like he's got, he's either not what he appears to be or he has ulterior motives. So him, yeah, him, he, he's very, yeah, He's he's hard to read, but then again, he's yeah. supposed to be. And and I feel like the story is is very much like I was saying, you know, it's on on more so the growth and and the interactions for them between everyone in them. And but more so between Zen and Shiryuki and everyone else it, like Obi, Kiki and Mitsuhide, everyone else is kind of like plot driving devices even though they're there a majority of the time and everyone else is there but they comment on their uh interactions or they comment on how they interact with each other or how they are or how shiryuki is or how shiryuki is good for the prince and how he tries harder because of her or how um he 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 just wants to constantly do better because of her and she feels the same way. She's she's like, oh, he's working really hard. I want to work hard too. I want to make sure you know. And they're they're well, there lies the motivations. Level, yeah, their their motivations is are positive for each other. They want to be that driving force for each other. But my uh, my point of contention or my my disagreement with you is, I think that his motivation is to get noticed by her in a romantic way. And her motivation is she doesn't want to be left behind or a hindrance to him. So he's thinking more romance and she's not. And then when circumstances happen where romance is kind of thrust upon them or romantic situations are, are (laughs) plot device thrown into the mix. um, 
she then goes, Oh, I think I might love him. That kind of thing. And then it's turmoil and like looking in on yourself. The, the one good thing I will say is there have been so far, no filler episodes. There are no episodes I could skip and, and, and not miss. So that is phenomenal. The animation style, I'm not really a fan of, um, but that's only because they layer up. They they layer animation on other animation. Like for instance, when you turn your face, the nose doesn't quite disappear. It becomes transparent. So you can still see both eyes, but you have that outline of the nose over the eye. Yeah. Which can be a little wonky or, or weird when it comes to the people and, and how they draw the people sometimes is not great. I want to say, but the overall scenery and it's consistent. Yeah. The scenery is consistent. It's beautiful. And then the music is, is great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the music and, and also it kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a game. Uh, Dragon Quest, at least uh, some of the more recent ones. <laughs> I haven't seen dra- or played Dragon Quest in years, but um, dear lord, years. They're they're good, and the music kind of is reminiscent of that. And I enjoyed the music. And in fact, this that music just took me back and made me actually want to go and play those again. And same thing with the scenery, even though the 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 art for everyone is not always clean a hundred percent of the time. It's still good. It's still. Yeah. It's, it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's consistent. It's clean. It's, it's something that is passable. Like the, like I said, the animation style is a bit off for me, but it's consistent enough that by episode three, I overlook it and the music you know, I, I didn't really look at music until we started this music to me was, it was an afterthought. It was ignored, I would say mostly. And from what I gather now that I'm looking at it, now that I have what I would consider to be a better understanding of it, it's extremely beneficial, especially here because it raises tension when there shouldn't be tension. Well, I should rephrase it raises tension in the scenario where your heads goes. There's really no tension to be had. Very similar to our pre-show discussion about VR. Yeah. Like even though there is no tension there, the, the music simulates that. And even though your head is like, this is one thing the way you feel is is different and the music specifically has a high quality of doing that in this particular anime so yeah the no one, the i one, uh, i, the one I per- 100% agree <laughs> with you on that and it is something that i definitely want to i i i feel like especially more so ever since this is more so true for you ever since we watched your lie in april uh, i know you were going to say that because the music was a very pivotal point for it. And I feel like the same thing for this, the music was also a very pivotal point for this, uh, for the show because of how it felt, how it flowed, the emotions that they try to convey. It's not always done through, uh, the word written word or f- through their speech, 
it's done through the music that is being played with it. And that's one of the things I actually really enjoyed about this. I'd like to point to, I think it's episode six or seven where they, this, the dynamic between the, the Prince and red, let's call her for, for easier verbiage. Cause I'm going to butcher her name every time. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, a woman from an island coming by to basically ask the prince to make their birds uh, an endangered species so the noble nobility would stop hunting them. And that really didn't give me significant fear in the latter portion of that episode. It didn't give me significant worry because obviously due to plot armor or plot device or just the story needing to progress a certain way to show who was good, who was bad and, and, and stereotypically why, even though I knew everything was going to happen from the get go, it was very, it was very um, predictable uh, sequence of events. The music still made me antsy and nervous and, and wishy-washy. And one of the things that they do really well in this anime, you know how I'm a big fan of show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Um, they mix that into a, it's not all show and it's not all tell, but it's a, it's a decent enough mix that even though you already know what they're saying, for instance, I said this 20 minutes ago and here it becomes relevant. And I'm telling you it's relevant because I heard it 20 minutes ago. It's no longer a thing where, it's annoying, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things that I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I know the episodes you're talking about. I actually think it's the last, I want to say the last, like part of probably part of the last three episodes. So you think it was an episode, um, nine, 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember, it's possible because yeah, you, yeah, it was on the latter part because people were worried that she had too much influence on what he was doing. Yeah. Roughly. But again, stuff like that would have normally come up, but I don't think it would have been as so as nonchalant as it was now. And the big brother that comes in seems to be a very heavy figure. We don't see the king at all. So I don't even know if the king's there. He must be there, but all we have is princes. And the first prince seems like a very dangerous, domineering figure who is ungodly smart. And just light years ahead of his brother. And I think it's a good comparison to see what a ruler versus someone who's spoiled looks like. And I like the maturity that Zen is gaining. Yes. So he's not quite at his brother's level, uh, but he's not, he's not the, the (laughs) glorified country bumpkin that we met. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the other thing is, is, I feel like the princes take more take care of some of the less immediate concerns or anything like that. And uh, so, which is why they play a larger role. Also, I feel like his brother, the first prince Zen's first brother is being groomed to eventually probably soon take the throne. So he plays a more prominent role than anything else is what I makes sense. Yeah, because then even though he does a lot of paperwork, he seems to be a, if nothing else, a uh, more prominent noble. 
rather than an actual prince. Right. Because you don't see the you don't see the, the his his lord brother, you don't see his lord brother do any paperwork. Right. But then, you know, it's also doesn't revolve around his brother. So you're only going to see his brother during specific times or during certain key points when it's true story driven. And true. that makes sense. His brother also uh really doesn't show up uh, till probably I want to say halfway through. Uh, I would say closer to the tail end when things started becoming a little bit more important. Um, mid to t- mid to tail, maybe, maybe mid, mid, closer to mid. One second, let me look it up. I mean, I could, I could tell you because I already have it pulled up. Episode six. So mid. Yes, mid. <laughs> almost, almost, almost exactly mid. Yes. Um, which I feel like is a great introductory point for his brother too simply because it's you know she's already a part of the castle or she's becoming a part of the castle and she's getting into the swing of things and now it's time for you to learn some of the more heavy-handed sides of being in the castle which are dealing with the brother yeah the harsher truths i think one might even call them yes that makes sense also, you learn uh, at the very beginning, Zen makes a comment. He goes, yeah, I've been slowly conditioning myself so that way I can become that way I have resistance to poisons. And this is oh, yeah. actually hammered away. This is further solidified when uh, Shiryuki is given the his uh, medical logs because she spends a lot of time with them and the chief herbalist because she, through her own volition and efforts, became an uh, herbalist apprentice for the court was reading it was reading um, about everything that Zen had gone through. And she's reading the poison uh, charts basically that he had been going through the whole time just to develop these immunities. Yeah. And that becomes important because at the very beginning um, there's another neighboring country prince of a neighboring country who tries to poison Shiryuki, sorry, poison Shiryuki or red. And the prince Zen ends up eating it instead. And it becomes a more, uh, it becomes more than a plot device, I guess would be an easy way to put it later on, which is why, again, I thought it was a throwback to Disney related stuff with the poison apple, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When she, of her through her own choice decides to become an herbalist for the kingdom uh, for the court specifically. So she could be nearer to him because she likes him. She just, it's one of those anime where you're just like, you know, you both do it fairly. Obviously all your friends know you like each other, get it over with, say you like each other. And it, it, they thankfully they don't take it to an annoying level. Like we've seen in other anime and they do acknowledge it eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're just like, you're doing all of this so that he's not going to notice you per se, but he'll be around you more because you want that. And he's doing everything in his power to make it to where he can be nearer to you, but he's not going to influence people around you to give you a, a better position so that you can do it on your own. Prove, prove that you're prove your own worth, I guess you could say. Yeah. Or, or, or 
he's got faith you're going to prove your own worth. So he's positioning himself to be in your path. Yeah. And I'll tell you this too. The interactions in between um, Zen and uh, his brother are also very, very, a very different dynamic, more so because of the status his brother holds. But you also learn about the mentality and how his brother actually operates and how that dynamic plays a role in Zen's own mentality. And you also learn too that Zen really always escapes the, the castle or goes out, likes to go out to the people and to be a part of, of the people out there. So that way he has a better understanding of the land of the people around him. So that way he better understands the needs of the areas, but also because he has a tendency to be too lenient, his brother, because of this will actually take land or, or forts or fortresses, like in this case, away from him as a punishment. And while you and I be like, yeah, you want to take responsibility away from me, please, by all means for Zen, it's more of a, uh, and uh hurt kind of a slap in the face saying you can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, well, since you're too soft or you're not able to do this or anything like that, I'm actually going to take it away and you're not going to have this for the next six months. And it's kind of a twofold punishment because the people in the barracks see the punishment being doled out to the prince and they blame themselves for not being strong enough. Exactly. So if you look at it in a purely supervisory position or an overview the the first prince did the perfect thing he's punishing both parties yes. through guilt rather than through physical like they're punishing themselves far worse than he could do personally exactly which is why his brother is such a great ruler or being groomed to be as such a great ruler and it's also hammered away at the kind of person his brother is too so yeah Ruthless, ruthless, but also efficient, efficient. He's thoughtful and he doesn't do anything without a plan. Case in point, there was a story explaining his his methodology Yes, when he was still very young, but he had to basically be the ambassador to two neighboring countries. It was uh, his birthday and they asked what he wanted. And he said, I wanted the castle in between these two lands and the two countries bribed him, just kept sending him money and money and money. And we're taxing and taking money from all the people around, just giving it to him. And the, the ambassadors kept, pleading is like please stop this is you know it's hurting us and he goes talk to your talk to your uh masters have them stop sending me the money then and then when his brother prince zen confronts him on it and i love this is like hey let's go see how the construction on the castle goes there is no castle ever being built he goes he talks to them and then both the rulers actually get taken out of their land because of the how horrible they're doing and gets put and he puts people who actually care about the people care about the land and gives all the money that he was given back to them. I mean, brutal. Yeah. Conniving, cunning. That's for sure. But it's a great way to make enemies, but also friends. And he also points this out. He goes, if I'm not making enemies, 
I'm not doing my job. Basically be strong enough to <laughs> be strong enough to fend off the enemies or get friends strong enough to be a buffer for right. you. And he also, again, makes makes a comment, too. And which is something Zen's taken to heart, too, is that he goes, if whoever's coming after me succeeds and they are able to kill me, I was not a great ruler. Which is an extremely harsh way to look at things. But it's who he is. It It's perfect to describe the mentality, the... The person in general, the character, very powerful and realistic. So, all right. Well, I think uh, this is a great spot for us to do a uh, rating. I mean, granted, okay. it's not a super long episode, but I feel like this is a great, great spot to kind of like leave it off. Quality over quantity in this particular instance, I would say. I would agree with you 100%. Um, this one, there's a season two, yeah? There is. Okay. I like this one enough that I want to watch season two next week or to, to, to do a review. Um, let's go with, I'm going to go with an eight because oh, wow. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I was leaning towards a seven, but I'm, I'm going to go eight because it's got good potential and they already came out with the second season. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't have any flaws other than being overly sentimental, which is why I deducted two points. Good. I what actually am going with an eight too. So oh, I was right. like talking to my wife a little bit about it and we had uh, teetered on or rather I teetered on um, a seven or eight. And I was like, finally settled on eight when I was talking to her about it. and. The the person animation can be a little wonky at times. The but the overall story was great, although predictable, which is why I'm kind of giving it an eight. It was more of a predictable story than anything else, but it was entertaining. Yes, it was entertaining to say the very least, and it was thoroughly enjoyable. So that's why I I'm agree. giving it an eight. It is well worth the watch. It is well worth your time to watch it if it's. Especially if you're not really into anime or especially if it's uh, something you're kind of dipping your toes into, this is a great starter. You know what I would recommend? I I, I agree with you on that. Um, However, if you don't have the time to invest into watching the show completely, um, I watched or I reviewed, I guess, episode two, three and four while I was working with my headset in. So I wasn't paying too much attention, but the way the vote, the, the vocals are and the way that the show runs, it's something that you can follow. Even if you're not watching it, I don't recommend doing that all the time, but I came back and I watched episode two briskly and I felt like I didn't miss anything when I was just listening to the audio. They, they do really really well and it's perfectly conveyed through the story to where the animation is an accessory to the story which is great yeah, not, not a requirement yeah it's you know, you know normally like one of the jokes is like you have a bad story you have a bad story and a studio will just slap 
high quality animation on it. it does not save the story <laughs> it is still a bad story yeah but yeah yeah and we've come across those too i don't want to badmouth any particular show in case we come across it later and i'm like this is the best thing ever which won't happen but <laughs> I, I don't want to rule something out you know i get you i feel you all right <laughs> so uh next week sir is your choice season two season two season two it is right on perfect well uh that's all the time that we have for today i hope you enjoyed this week's choice uh if you want to chat with us hang out with us or anything like that we have a link in our show notes or in the description for uh discord feel free to join us we're always hanging out in there sometimes we're talking most of the time we're talking but sometimes we're lurking uh you can also reach out to us <laughs> via email at featured anime podcast at gmail.com you can uh tweet at us at those anime guys reach out to us on facebook at featured anime podcast.com and we also have a store uh store dot featured anime podcast.com or if you want to show us some love do uh feel free to join us on our patreon patreon.com slash featured anime podcast and until next time i'm jack I'm Rick, and I certainly do not have the red hair that will draw people in like this anime does. Right. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.